Hi, I'm Barra, and welcome to the second episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. Just want to start things off firstly with saying thank you so much to everybody's support after the first episode with Bicurious. Anyone who liked it, shared it, uh, dropped me a message about it. I was extremely nervous about getting it out there. First time doing anything like this. So it was really cool seeing people vibing with it and enjoying it. Um, I really, really, really appreciate it. So for our second guest on the Who Art Thou podcast, I have uh, Jen Ella. So Jen is a Cork-born, Glasgow-based singer-songwriter. Uh, I had a great time talking with her. She's a really interesting person. Uh, we talked about like her initial interest in music, uh, what inspires her to create, what projects she's working on, and all that kind of carry on. So it was re- uh, I really, really enjoyed it. So anyway, here's the show. Uh, and it's now time for the lovely intro music made for this podcast by the amazing Zach Stevenson. Going here, so we have uh, Jen Ella, uh, Cork-born, uh, Glasgow-based singer-songwriter, musician. Uh, thank you for joining us today. It's great to have you. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted to be here chatting to you, Barra. Thank you. No problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, I think, like, my first question is, like, um, when, uh, like, did you, like, when did you start getting like really into music? Like, what was? Were you born into a musical family, or was it just something that came naturally, or? I was born into a musical family, yes. So I was surrounded oh, okay. by music growing up. Um, so since I was about six years of age, I started playing music. So my first instrument oh, was wow. piano accordion. So I was kind of immersed into the like the kind of trad scene. So I was heading out to like the Flas and going off to Willie Fancy Week and stuff like that. And um was really immersed in like the kind of traditional folk kind of Irish scene. Um, because my dad and his brothers would have like grown up playing that and they played in bands so like me and my cousins and brothers and sisters were you know always playing that kind of music yeah. so started playing in different like trad groups and things like that but always kind of wrote music like on the side um so I think exposed to music from like a real young age but like wrote a lot of lyrics but never really kind of shared it with anyone and stuff um it was yeah. only probably the last couple of years like I started kind of just putting my own kind of like music out there and things so um yeah, I was always exposed to music growing up, but like a lot of trad stuff. But then again, you know, I was exposed to a lot of kind of blues music, like country folk, like bluegrass, like a lot of rock kind of stuff, like the guitarists, like, you know, Jimi Hendrix and like <laughs> fiddling it and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So like all that kind of good stuff, like was always playing in my house. So I always had like a real, you know, um, interest in music and I was I was surrounded by it. So I probably had no choice, really. But um <laughs> <laughs> It's basically ingrained at you at that point, yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, oh, that's amazing. So, like, so like when were, sorry, when were you playing your first gigs then? Um, I actually started playing my first gigs when I moved to Edinburgh. So I moved to Edinburgh about three years ago. Um, so okay. I went over to study my master's and I started going to like open mics there. Before I actually went to Edinburgh, I started going to a couple of open mics in Cork. Um, so I went to this one, it was like in... It was a Haven Cafe. So I used to go to that like now and again, but I also, I was involved in 
working in a homeless shelter called Pinny Dinners. You might have heard of it um, down in Cork as well. Um, so I was, yeah, I was volunteering there for a while as well when I was studying in UCC. So we used to have like a music group and like a choir and stuff. Um, I used to do like every Tuesday. So I'd go along to that and I'd bring like mandolin and I'd sing in that kind of choir and stuff like that. So I kept music kind of up then. But I suppose when I moved to Edinburgh, I was exposed to, you know, a lot of singer songwriter kind of stuff. You know, I was yeah, yeah. Um, meeting people who were, yeah. So like um, even before that, I was in like a singer songwriter group in Cork. Um, and then when I moved through, I just went out to like open mics um, met folk um, who were writing their own music, started playing my own music um, at open mics then just started looking for gigs. Um, and I was playing kind of more cover sets for, for a good while. And then um, I started going to events like this thing called Pressure Valve Events where you could go. It was written by this guy called Finn Ra- Phil Ramsey. He's a... He's from um, Edinburgh as well. And it was like a 20 minute slot. So you could go up and play what you wanted. So I just started playing my own kind of music then. And then just started kind of making contacts and got cover gigs and or not cover gigs, but support slots and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's kind of a journey. So you've only been been gigging like with your own music for like three years, is it? Yeah, I've only been gigging for like that kind of length of time. Yeah. So, um, and like, what was it yeah, like? I just oh, sorry. Of... No, sorry. And you go. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying, well, like, what was it like playing, like, um, like the, uh, seeing reactions to people with your own music, like from your, like, for the first um, time? I was so surprised because I, I like, I think I was just so <laughs> stuck in a loop of like writing my own music, like to and like yeah. in my own bedroom, like literally just write music to my four bedroom walls, and I literally just never thought that anyone liked my music, and then. It was funny because I think like prior to moving to Edinburgh, we, me and my family and like a lot of my neighbours, like in the community down like in West Cork where I'm from, we used to like host sessions like um, quite regularly in the local pub. So we'd all go along to it um, and they'd always be like, Jen up for a song, Jen up for a song, even though like I have the accordion <laughs> out and I'm like, I'm I'm happy enough to just bash some trad tunes here. Like, you know, because I would have never classified myself yeah, yeah. as a singer. I'd never be like, oh, I'm not a singer, you know. Um, and then that night I was like, I said to my dad, I was like, here, can I just take your guitar there? I'm going to just play one of my own songs. And I just played like a song. It was actually the first one I released, Butterflies, um, and got a lovely reaction. And a lot of people kind of came up to me after and they were like, that's such a lovely song. Do you write your own stuff? And I was like, I've actually been writing my song, songs for so long, but I never thought anyone would <laughs> like them. But um. I'd say there's probably musicians who've had like similar experiences out there as well because a lot of stuff I write is quite personal as well and I think you're almost kind of afraid to like you know put it out there like in case of like people are like what's she writing about or you know but now I don't care like I've just really built that kind of confidence to share what my songs and you know if someone asks me I'll tell them what they're about you know so yeah and so like I noticed like when you're writing, like they're most like I would say they have quite a like a story quality to them. Like when you're writing, is it is it kind of like and then the other one, sorry, when I saw Lipstick Queen, you wrote that on a piece of paper outside a cafe. Like, do they just come to you or like is it just a they depend? Just, yeah, the um, they just kind of they just kind of come. Um, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd say first lockdown there, I had a huge like writer's block and I just was not writing anything at all because I was just not inspired by nothing. And people are like, did you write any songs about COVID? And I was like, I just don't even want to write stuff, <laughs> you know, write anything about COVID. Like, I really don't. But um, And then 
like now you know we're back in lockdown again and I think as when yeah. we got out of that lockdown I started writing again and I think even recently now I think I'm writing a lot better stuff than I would have written before so you go through I personally go through periods like you know I've written some really bad songs and then I've written songs that <laughs> like Lipstick Queen Lipstick Queen I never ever thought like anyone would ever like that song because I literally I was actually you probably heard the story but I was like literally outside a cafe like as you said like and I found this scrap like at the bottom of my bag and I was like I'll just write it on that um but yeah they just they come to me at random times like I've previously sat down with the intention to write a song and nothing comes and then sometimes I'd be waiting by the bus and I just like instantly get inspired or I don't know it's weird um but yeah it's a it's good in ways I suppose you know they just because then I suppose you're you feel like you're writing more quality stuff, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I just, yeah, I think I aim with my lyrics to be quite honest. I think a lot of the stuff I'm writing about is definitely about from personal experience or something I've been interested in or, you know, um, so yeah. No, I can definitely hear that. Like I was even listening to the EP today and like um, Annie's song as well. I thought it was, Br- Annie's song? Yeah, yeah, Annie, Annie's yeah. song? Yeah, Dear Annie. Yeah, yeah. it was a gorgeous yeah. song. Yeah, oh, yeah. sorry, Dear Annie. Pa- apologies, you. apologies. Gorgeous song, yeah. But like, what was the story behind, what was the, like the story behind that? Like, I think I know off the top of my head. Yeah, but... uh, so that's, I was, I'm a huge fan of Irish history. So it's kind of basically about like, I suppose, years ago, young women. Um, and it's probably in relation to like, you know, a lot of stuff that was in the news recently about like the mother baby kind of scandals and stuff yeah. like that. So it's basically a story about a young lady who's been in that kind of situation. Um, and it's just telling about her story so you know the start of it's like you are the secret of the family you know things like that so yeah. it's like you know it's that kind of stigma attached to um and you know that kind of you, how women were probably portrayed in society years ago yeah. um so it's yeah basically that kind of telling that kind of story of you know one young woman you know having a baby out of wedlock and then you know kind of how her journey goes and the kind of transition of it so I suppose it is quite deep stuff and it's a little bit you know political as well and I suppose yeah um you know I can't remember I the you first do, time I you heard do it take cause... a risk yeah oh, sorry with the, um, yeah you, no no you're fine yeah you did yeah no you definitely do take a risk with writing stuff like that because you'd be surprised how some people react to it and some people don't yeah um, yeah yeah like my like my family now would be very religious and that kind of stuff like it's just yeah. it's 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 mm. a very it's it's not touchy because like my dad particularly but even when he hears it he just goes I just can't believe that you know the church that we've all followed were involved yeah. in any form of that kind of yeah. stuff and the culture of it all as well yeah like even now I'm reading um what was it uh I'm reading John Lydon's book the like Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols and he was even say, like, he was growing up in basically like an Irish area of London and he was saying that whole kind of thing, that whole, uh, that attitude was brought over as well. And it's, just, like, it's, it's crazy just the way that the, the mindset of that time was. Interesting yeah, though. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, and I think it is a real risk because, you know, you don't want to offend. And I never, ever aimed to like offend or harm anyone in it. I think I just have a huge interest in it. And I think as well, it, I yeah. suppose it is a raising awareness on and being real about what used to happen years ago and stuff. It's the same with mental health there's like you know a huge stigma attached to that like years ago as well and there's more awareness of it now and stuff like that and you know I think it's you know everyone's a different songwriter but I suppose 
I do write like what I'm quite interested in and I think me growing up I was always reading a, a lot about Irish history and you know I did I was particularly interested in that side of things and how you know um I suppose women were perceived in society you know um yeah. no, I'd, as well and I'd things, be very so. much the same like I yeah. uh what was it I remember um like why I was meant to, I before I went to NCD I was really contemplating doing history um like my big big into Class, the Irish. Yeah. well well, Irish is myself, but I remember uh, when I was when I was in NCD, my final year project, I did it on um, mental health awareness in Ireland. So I did a book called uh, 200. So like for each year was a quote. But one of these books that I found, I'll have to list the name of it, but it was about a woman who was over in London during the Blitz and basically uh, got shell shocked from, from she was a nurse. And when she came back here, um, she was put into a mental asylum just for like six weeks I think just basically just to kind of come out of it and her mother put her in but um her mother died while she was in the mental asylum and uh, her family just assumed that she was not right at all so they just left her there for she was in there for about 40 years I think these kind of stories like and and I was remember saying to my friends it's it's horrific yeah you say them to your friends and stuff and people just go there's no way that's true and it's like yes it is and the like there was even one what was it in Cork I know we're getting completely off topic, but in Cork for treating mental health patients, they used to stick them in this rotary thing. And I remember showing a photo of it. I was like, they, so they stick them in and it would have their head in this wooden block and their body in this wooden block and it would rotate 160 times a minute. And then that oh was meant gosh. to meant to make people docile. Mm. But it, like then they were like, and the doctor at the end of it, I think after 40 years of using it, said it never really worked, but they used it anyway yeah. for whatever, for whatever reason. Yeah that's that's scandalous like and it is really sad like and I don't know do you feel like this as well it's like with Irish culture like we're kind of grown up to like just brush everything under the table do you know what yeah. I mean a little bit like you know and like oh, I always kind of felt that like growing up in school like you know if something happened you'd be like oh it's grand like you know it's grand yeah it's not the end of, everything's grand like the whole world could be falling apart and like we're fine do you know what I mean <laughs> like, but you also have I also feel like we have this kind of thing to doubt everything as well like it's kind of like but did did that happen the way that it happened I don't know but like, yeah you hear these stories like, you're just like did yeah. it though <laughs> yeah I think we, are, strange, we do have yeah. that kind of like I suppose kind of a uh, resilient nature to a lot of things because you know we're quite yeah. open people as well and I think we do find a lot of things quite shocking because, you know, I th- and a lot of people would say to me, like even living over in Scotland, that we are one of the friendliest nations in the world. And I think people do f- perceive Irish people as being you know, very um, approachable and stuff like that. So I think we are, we yeah. do like do doubt things. We're like, that's shocking. Like, how could that happen? You know, <laughs> it's like you wouldn't you wouldn't expect it of someone, you know, but yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I I think, yeah, because it's like an external thing of like Ireland probably was a great place and everybody's happy go lucky or something like that as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But uh, well, uh, by the way, just going back to the thing, um, I was surprised you said that you didn't think people would like Lipstick Queen because like I remember when you told me the the uh, the idea of the song, I was like that like it's a universe. Like so like if you want to describe what it means, like what what it is. um, well, I thought it was like the beauty and finding your uniqueness. Yeah, kind of. yeah, very much so. Um, I suppose it's kind of like a story really as such. And I suppose you'd see it in the music video that we put out recently as well. The kind of transition yeah, of like that video. kind of darkness. Thank you. Um, kind of darkness into light and things like that. But it's very much like, um, I suppose, of a character themselves. And a lot of people relate to this kind of like, you know, not really accepting yourself for who you are, kind of hiding in your shadows, like, you know, 
I suppose being almost afraid to be yourself for what society kind of perceives you as and trying to fit in with the crowd kind of thing really and I think a lot of that like is in daily comparison like you know um pressures of social media you know seeing people on social media and having to live up to that culture that lifestyle and stuff like that so I think that was really the message in it was just to be yourself and accept yourself and you know um and it's funny like I was um when I was watching normal people, you've probably seen that, have you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, well, and, um, you know, I remember my mum telling me to watch it, and I was like, "Why?" And um, <laughs> it was because all her friends were watching it for the sex for the sex yeah. scenes, obviously. And I was just like, "Okay, yeah. mom, I think the shows there's a little bit more to offer in the show <laughs> than just that." But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I haven't um, actually but, sat down and watched it myself now, to be honest. Um, you should really it's good to, all right yeah, yeah it's good yeah it's brilliant it's still on bbc as well so you'll catch it for sure oh, but uh, is it? Okay. um yeah yeah i know i was like surprised the other night i was like scrolling on bbc and i was like yay i'll re-watch <laughs> that but uh re-watch but when it, i was yeah. watching normal people yeah it kind of it kind of did remind me of like kind of school days and stuff where people are kind of fitting into like categories or trying to be within a certain group and then when everyone like goes off to university you kind of find yourself and you your kind of uniqueness comes out of you and you're kind of more expressive in yourself and things like that so I think that was the general story about it was just you know acceptance and self-love as well I think was a huge part of that yeah. song you know so yeah yeah, no, do you know, I was, I was delighted to see, like, cause I know it, it, I think it, it did very well, like, but it was cool seeing Chloe's face, my friend Chloe's face everywhere as well. Yeah, she was very sure for herself. Yeah, it was amazing. She... I know she messaged me as well, like, and honestly, Barra, like, everyone was, like, complimenting the artwork. Like, there was, so, I was getting oh, well, so, thank and you. I probably told you as well, like, it was, br- like, honestly, it was so beautiful what, when you, the, what you did with it, it was really, really cool, like. Oh, well, thank you. Like it actually, it came out of, cause I was, di- what, I, what I had was, so it was always the idea, cause you sent me the idea, well, obviously it was always going to be um, a person and then a shadow with the crown. That was yeah. always going to be the idea for it. But I kept trying it and trying it and trying it um, as 2D, like as a sketch. Yeah. And for whatever reason, it just would not work. And then one day I just was like, I'll just, cause I never did a digital painting before. I was like, I'll just do a digital painting. And I asked, I asked Chloe, um, to take part in, and she was delighted and then when she even heard when she heard what the song was about um, she was even more delighted but yeah it just I, I, I'm very 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 delighted with how it came out I was very chuffed with it myself it was fab it was really really good and there was, oh, well, there was huge compliments on it like um, all my mates and further beyond like as well like you know when I was sending it to folk they were like the, the artwork is amazing so credit oh, to you to <laughs> oh thanks so much um, <laughs> I was actually, are we, so this, this is going to be out in February 26th, I think this episode, I was like, are we able to talk about the next single that's coming out? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 uh, For sure. Um, so yeah, it's this song. So I haven't heard um, it yet. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't send it to you. I'm going to send it to you. Yeah. I'll send it to you. Sneaky preview. Yeah. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Um, so it's a song called Eyes For You. Um, and that will be released on the six. No, sorry, I was going to say the sixteenth of March, the thirteenth of March. Um. Oh right, okay. So yeah, so it's a song called "Eyes for You," and it's basically just about um heartbreak. <laughs> yeah, I um, kind of got that so from the description that, that you sent me for the cover. Yeah, <laughs> I think when I was, I think when I was just describing it to you, and I, I think I was like. Um, I don't know if you get what I mean by this, but yeah, it's basically about, you know, kind of recent heart, recent heartbreak. It's kind of about like that kind of idea, but it's 
I think it's, it's kind of like learning know, the, that someone's bad for you, is it? After a breakup, yeah, kind of comes the realization. Yeah, or? yeah, more or less come into the realization, and I think as well, it's very much kind of about, I suppose, you know, being very happy, and then after everything kind of goes to shit or whatever, um, <laughs> kind of realizing that, you know, yeah, realizing that, you know, it wasn't, you know, it was a bad, um pick i suppose but um but uh <laughs> that's one way that's one way of putting it <laughs> it's, it's the nicest way to put it i think but um yeah. but yeah and i think some of the lyrics like the chorus is like all oh, the alcohol like makes me crazy um this only state um makes me have eyes for you so it's kind of like you know i don't want to be with you but I can't resist. I know you're, yeah, it's like, I know you're bad for me, but I can't resist. So that's the kind of, yeah. And I think that's probably, a, probably a lot of people can probably relate to that situation. Uh, um, I can definitely yeah. relate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think most people in relationships can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, so that's, yeah, that's the kind of general song. And it's funny. Um, when I was younger, I used to like write a lot of like heartbreak songs and I kind of went and, I think you'd find um, when you talk to song- songwriters, they're like, it's the easiest song to write or easiest songs to write are like heartbreak songs, you know, because it just floods out, you know. But, um, really? I, I would have like... thought, I would have thought they'd be hard to yeah. write like, a heartbreak song, to pour yourself into a song. Well, I suppose then if you get into a state of flow, I don't know, I've never written a song in my life. Oh no, wait, I've, I tried to write one when I was 16 and it was, <laughs> I still, I still have it somewhere. It's a real angsty kind of paparocci oh, thing. It's amazing. not good. It's I'll very bad. <laughs> no, you won't, you don't ha- no one has to hear that. <laughs> you never know. It could be a hit. Like, <laughs> oh no, it, it definitely won't be. <laughs> there, it's not going to see the light of day. Don't worry. But yeah, I would have thought so. So writing, so writing heartbreak songs are easier, are they? Well, not easier, obviously it's, it's heartbreak. Yeah. But just the. I find I yeah I find sad songs really easy to write yeah I always have to be honest and I've I've written a lot of heartbreak songs but I've steered away from that now recently back to the Irish history yeah. <laughs> even more even more heartbreak back to the there. brutal Irish history yeah <laughs> but no, um, how we were horrible but no. to women and everybody else yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah but um. But yeah, no, they, they. I suppose, yeah, I suppose because you do project a lot of kind of emotion in those kind of songs. But then again, you see, you know, if you're writing love songs, you're projecting a nicer kind of side of emotion as well. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I always find amazing that, um, what was it? I think Chris Martin wrote Yellow in like two minutes. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Like. Yeah, stuff like that. Like, And then what was the other one that I read? Hungry Same Like them. the Wolf. But, oh, sorry, go on. Same with what? I was going to say um, Elton John. I'm pretty sure he wrote your song in like 10 minutes or something as well. What? Like, you know, yeah, there's some story about that as well. If I get, the, if I have the right song, I'm pretty sure I do, but I've heard that years ago as well. Um, one of my favorite, one of those kind of things was, I know um, Duran Duran wrote Hungry Like a Wolf, Hungry Like the Wolf, and I think um, they said they wrote it over tea. Because their friend owned a musician no music, music shop and got a load of new keyboards, new synthesizers, and uh, they just basically took them, went up to their apartment upstairs, and then had "Hungry Like a Wolf," which I think is still to this day probably their biggest hit, next to "Ordinary World." But yeah, no, um, that is mad. I think like yeah. they they say they wrote it over tea. Yeah, you know, pretty amazing. Yeah, 
I love hearing those stories of like how people write their songs and how the situation kind of comes about or do you know what I mean or where it's they just like how it's like <laughs> yeah how it's, do they uh, do it? yeah it's, it's incredible yeah yeah you'd find like that sometimes I remember years ago like I went to Thailand with um, a few of my friends and we we're getting like um the bus from Cork um up to Dublin Thailand? airport um oh, to, to Thailand to fly <laughs> <laughs> the sec, the long, second I asked, journey. the second I asked that, I was like, "Oh, you fucking moron!" This is recorded no, as well. No, so. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so getting the bus up to Dublin to fly out, and oh, I was just there was like serious traffic. My mom was dropping me in, and I had like this huge bag pack in the boot, and I yeah. was um, we were it was literally like I'd say two minutes to. Uh, I don't know, was it 10 o'clock in the morning or 9 o'clock? I can't remember. But it was like two minutes. And like those air coaches, you probably find it when you've used them before. They literally leave on time. And like I was literally sprinting to the bus. And my friend had like been like at um, the the outside of the bus, like um, with the bus driver, like holding the bus. And I was mortified coming on. (laughs) And um, it was a few of the girls I was traveling out with, but I hadn't met them yet. And I like literally walked on and one of my mates shouts up and she's like, geez that's some entrance anyway like me just staggered on the bag and everyone like waiting patiently but um after that I actually wrote this song called like is it just time yet and it was all about like you know that kind of situation like of um you know hustling to the bus yeah, and yeah. the pure embarrassment and like that kind of story feel to it like but uh but yeah um it is kind of funny how songs do kind of come about and stuff but, um, yeah, I know yeah. exactly how that bus. I I remember being the last one on a, onto a flight, having to be called and everything, and that was not fun. Like <laughs> you can see everybody going yeah. over the whole plane. <laughs> thought it was thought it was like <laughs> thought it was a quarter past seven, and it was actually at seven or something like that. And you just being and you're hearing oh, your no. name over the airport. In and I wasn't. It wasn't in oh. Dublin. I was in where was I? I was in. I was in Berlin. It was the worst. It was a. Re- it was yeah. not a nice feeling. Like. Oh. <laughs> Happen happens to us all though, really. Ha- yeah. <laughs> like it's just one of those things. Yeah. So like so my next question would be so like I know obviously we're still in lockdown and all that kind of carry on, but uh, like what what kind of like with obviously the single coming out, what other plans would you say you have um for twenty twenty one or t- or twenty twenty two? Hopefully not twenty twenty two, hopefully we'll be out of it soon enough. Yeah. Um, well, I'm actually working on an EP at the moment as well. So I'm doing it with a producer online. Um, so what we're kind of how we're kind of working it is I'm kind of recording it and sending to him and he's making adjustments and stuff like that. And I've asked a couple of my mates as well, would they be interested in getting on board and stuff? And they they are. So, yeah, I was I was planning on recording an album, but I wanted that whole album recording experience of like, you know, maybe renting out a place for like a couple of days. Yeah. yeah, And just banging it out. Um, Don't get me wrong. I found the online stuff quite tricky, but you know, you just have to make adaptations and just work with it. And you know, it's. So you're um, doing an EP entirely from the comfort of your own home. Yeah. So I am going to, yeah, I'm going to record it. Like I have a lot of the songs. Um, I have demos kind of pre-recorded already um, and then I've just sent them on to the producer I'm working with and then we're just going to go from there and I'm just going to record it and then send it on and I mean I'm no pro at like the production side of things but I'm learning every day and I'm just trying to upskilling it a wee bit and just watching like YouTube tutorials and stuff like that so 
yeah, I have like um I have like recording equipment and stuff like that. Um because usually I would be recording in the studio, but I bought it yeah. um in first lockdown because I was like, oh, it'll just be fun to kind of record like, you know, a bit of music and it's handy just to have that kind of recording equipment anyway that you can always just, you know, kind of experiment yourself and stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah so I got a load of that kind of stuff and then I've just began that project. So we'll see how it goes anyway. Do you know, it's worth a shot and you- you, you know, must never take I mean, a break because you only released an EP last year as well. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, uh, I, yeah. Just keep I yourself yeah, busy. Like. Um, yeah, no, I'm definitely, I've, I suppose I've written a lot of songs along the year that years that I'm kind of looking back at now, which I would have looked at before. And I'm like, oh, not hope in hell, but that, would I ever put that out? It's uh, it's not something that I would put out, but I, I kind of, you just kind of look back at them and you're like, you know, I could actually change something here or, you know, I could work with this yeah. in a different way or so that's the kind of idea there is to, yeah. So do the EP, um, want to work on the album, like I said, um, but we'll see hopefully towards the end of this year, if I can get back in the studio, we'll, but I think it, for now, I think yeah. what I'm doing is just being as prepared as I can be and just kind of promote my music as much as I can and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, so Common People music video will be coming out in the next couple of months as well. So. Oh, sweet. I didn't I didn't even know. Yeah. You sh- did you shoot? Did you shoot it yet or? Yeah, we've a shot. So we did Lipstick oh, Queen wow. okay. over like five months. Um in between restrictions and then we did common people we literally just shot it so i shot it with this guy called lewis martin um he's based in glasgow as well he's a very talented guy so it was him and his two mates and myself when we were allowed to kind of you know when restrictions were lifted and things like yeah. that we actually shot it in this like real kind of derelict building it was kind of like an old cattle market you know it's just really spooky and eerie like that sounds, yeah yeah, that, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah so <laughs> so yeah yeah it was it was just an experience like we were jumping gates and like going under this barred wire to get in and stuff like that and it was so muddy and it was actually we filmed it the night of bonfire night so there was just like oh, firework, yeah. fireworks <laughs> like going off everywhere so it was like this big massive shed and then these fireworks were going off so like anytime these fireworks are going off we were all like oh my god there's so oh, much yeah. you know it was just so, it's so <laughs> creepy it was so spooky but um but it was such a good experience, I must but say. But that sounds like um, a really cool shoot, though, as well. Yeah, it was quite good. I think it kind of fit fit very much with the song because the song, it was just keys and voice and it's quite a haunting. Well, I feel like it's quite, yeah, it's quite haunting. A it's all, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of all about kind of ind- individualism. So it's kind of... Um, it's kind of coming on from the team of acceptance and stuff like that and being mm. unique in yourself, but also, you know equal rights it's kind of you know touching on that kind of side of thing as well that you know we could all strive to be individual in ourselves but we also have to respect you know each other equally as well you know on a on the same page so yeah that's the kind of gist of common people so we got that we got that laid down so excited to kind of get that one out now yeah can't wait to see that as well so um so yeah so that's couple of plans and I've also been speaking to a couple of folk who we have actually decided when we can meet up is to get a band together um so it's another songwriter um and then, then a friend of mine uh Jamie who plays a lot of kind of trad stuff he plays in Celtic Connections oh, cool. quite a bit but 
he's like a yeah he's a piano accordionist but piano then is another instrument and he plays drums and stuff like that so we've kind of got like you know, myself and Adam who are like the kind of two strong songwriters and singers and Adam plays like bass and guitar and then um, we want to just like make it this huge like production we want to get like trumpets and sax in and oh, just like wow. something different like so kind that of just class, infuse, yeah. like a bit of yeah so we've just kind of been you know having zoom calls recently just to kind of plan that out and see how we can um how we can go with that so to be honest with it's that, funny because yeah. i i've been trying to get a band together for a long long time like a separate project to janella like complete complete separate project um and adam actually just messaged me like randomly being like oh i've listened to your stuff would you ever be interested in you know writing together and i was like oh, definitely that's so cool as well yeah so we've kind of and then i knew jamie was interested in getting in a band and then adam's friend darren is a drummer so we were like why don't we all just get together when we can and see how we get on so it seems it seems like something like that you know we're all like really looking forward to and um yeah it's gonna be quite a unique project That'd i think because um yeah we're just keen to get a lot of kind of brass in as well and i actually bought a piano accordion recently as well so like we even you know if we can bring in a real variety of kind of instruments and stuff and you know make it a real kind of performance and show for people i think it would be would be quite cool no that sounds um, amazing yeah and i think yeah and i think it could be something quite different to the glasgow scene you know as well um kind of infusing yeah. that kind of folk feel into you know indie pop or whatever um yeah, so, yeah. what would the music yeah, scene like being glasgow actually well good luck with it yeah yeah because i've really actually good. believe it or not yeah. i've never actually been yeah. to scotland my sister's oh, been oh you have been. to come over yeah, yeah i have to go yeah, over she was at yeah. the my sister's at the edinburgh fringe festival i think did you you oh, played no the way. fringe yeah, festival I didn't you i played yeah i played at the fringe yeah. yeah so i played there last summer i played a good few gigs over that time yeah and then I so I was living in Edinburgh for two years moved to Glasgow then recently um well the scene in both cities is brilliant um I think Glasgow kind of has a feel for more kind of writers and kind of more original kind of music for sure um you go to a lot of pubs where there's a lot of folk playing their own kind of stuff and um I think that was the main attraction to me really because I wanted to kind of pursue my own stuff so that's why I just took the plunge to move I actually was going to move to Dublin as well I had looked into it I was I'd I kind of yeah I was gonna be because I know that scene in Dublin's brilliant as well and even back in Ireland itself the music scene is just out of this world like so I was I was debating moving back home for a while as well and I might eventually I don't know we'll see but yeah um Do you know it was it, <laughs> but, it's funny with the Irish scene like when I was 15 or 16 I didn't really check out much Irish bands and then a friend of mine was like no Ireland is genuinely becoming amazing for music groups yeah um, the, the bands and bands in Ireland are really really, really like like not just saying they're oh, good because you know yeah. supporting the home bands they're actually genuinely amazing yeah. bands yeah cool. yeah I'm the same like because I like I'd say like 70% of what I listen to is Irish stuff and like you know that it's not just because I'm Irish it's like because the stuff that they're that the Irish music scene is just absolutely unreal like you know and it's great like there's such there's so different stuff like you know and the the first time like what actually what and I remember the band that got they're actually from Cork as well I think they are from Cork was um I remember seeing a Billy Talent when I was like 16 with my girlfriend at the time and the band that was supporting was Time is a Thief who are like a Cork um, hard rock band and they blew me away it was the first time ever at a gig that I actually forgot 
um, who I was meant to be seeing because they were so they were so yeah. so good, and they had the the they yeah. clearly brought up all their friends because there was just cork lads chanting Aww. stuff the whole way through. <laughs> but afterwards, that I'd say that I was like my yeah my fr- like my fr- uh, like a very 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 good friend of mine friends of mine not well, uh, our monkey who introduced me to tons of Irish bands, but like. That was when, um, yeah, that was the first kind of game. And then after that, I started checking more and more Irish bands. And now when lockdown wasn't a thing, I'd be going into, um, like I, have, I haven't been to Cork in like three or four years, but we're going into Dublin on every Wednesday, Saturday night or whatever. And just seeing amazing band after amazing band, singer after amazing singer. It was just, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. So can't wait till it's all back to normal now. Oh, stop the lights. Because you have like, you have a cool, like few, well you've got a few cool venues down in Cork but you, I don't know if you've ever been to like Connolly's of Lep like it's really no. cool like um but it's like it used to be like a pub like years ago but they changed it into like a venue um and it's just like if you go in it's just the setting it's all like fairy lights there's just like posters of like you know Phil Linnett and like the Beatles and it's just really unique and eccentric and stuff and you have there and you have Debarro's Debarra's Debarra's in Clannacilty <laughs> as well which is another like cool venue um yeah. and that's like it they're quite small venues so like when anyone plays there the acoustics are just unbelievable like so I prefer a small venue to a big massive venue I take a same small venue I'm the same I'm the same yeah yeah no I'm all for that as well like I love festivals and I go to like every festival under the sun like you know obsessed with festivals and things like that but I feel like I just can't beat like a little intimate gig like I just I just think it's so nice and you know especially yeah yeah there is something really amazing about it like the uh I I don't have you been to Fibbers in on Parnell Street in Dublin no, actually, it's a tiny, no. t- it's a, well, it's a, it's a heavy metal bar, but like, I remember that just because they have that low stage and it's tiny, but they get these, they get fairly decently big sized bands in and just seeing like yeah. a heavy metal band in such a small location. It's just, it's, it blows my mind. I'll take it over a massive yeah. stage any day. I do, yeah, do love festivals class. now myself. Like, yeah, Knock and Stocking. Mm. Do you ever, do you ever go to Knock and Stocking? Amazing music no, festival. In no, no. Is it good? Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. There's like, there's a few now that are like, sorry, I was just, it's like, there's no, like some no, like that I've, I keep hearing. Yeah. I keep hearing about, you know, that kind of way. And yeah, Irish, Irish festivals are brilliant. Yeah. I need, like, yeah, I need to get to all, to all together now is the next one, I think. I've yeah, been to, yeah, I've been to Electric Picnic. Well. I've been, yeah. Same. Um, yeah. But so I think like my final final kind of question would be would there be any artists that you think people should check out or that obviously people check out yourself but like is there anything that like like uh that's been influencing you at all at the moment or anything that people should take note of? I know you said normal people at the beginning of the interview but Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um oh, do you know I'm always discovering like new artists like all the time like I'm you know, I'm a big fan of the war and drugs. Like I listen to them a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, um, and I think a lot of yeah. people know Fountain Fountains DC obsessed with them at the moment. Um, Leaf Eriskin are a really good indie band if people like indie music. Um, it's like L-E-I-F-E-R-I-K-S-S-O-N. They're absolutely okay. brilliant. They're really, really good. Um, who else have I been listening to recently? David Keenan, someone I listen to quite a lot as well. Um, oh, I've, seen, I've actually stuff. seen him twice. Yeah, I've, I've seen, seen him, him as well. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, he's so good. Yeah, he's he's really good. Yeah, he's brilliant. He's so unique, like, and his presence and mm. everything is brilliant. Um, I'm trying to think of like 
Amber Run are a really good Scottish band. Um, I've heard of Amber Run before. There was a friend of mine in college. It was, wait, was in college? I was big into them. Yeah, no, I've heard. Are they, they're Scottish, are they? They're Scottish, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, they are. They are, yeah. Because I, I was like listening to them today, actually. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I know, yeah. But they have this song called like 5 a.m. And I've literally just been listening to it like on repeat the last couple of days. Like, but it's it's really nice. Like, um, but they are, yeah, you can hear their accent like through through the which I love with artists I and love you can when, hear that I kind really of like, love when you can hear yeah, the accent yeah yeah it's kind of that kind of uniqueness like yeah um but they're brilliant they're really really good um who else Rosie Kearney is another girl I love like I'm just listening off Irish music just... musicians here because I'm just obsessed <laughs> Work away. Like, um I like I'm just like a lot of Scott like I think it's like Scottish bands um you have Amber Run, you Fodderston are a really good band. Frightened Rabbit. People probably have heard of Frightened Rabbit. Um, Frightened Rabbit are in your related art uh fans who listen to fans who also like Frightened Rabbit are in it as well. Yeah, yeah. On your, on actually, your Spotify, yeah. which is um, pretty cool. On a Spotify Yeah, they're they're a really good band actually. They've um they have one good song and I actually can't think of it there now, but uh, <laughs> but they are they're, <laughs> yeah. like number one fan here, like but no um <laughs> But yeah, Fry and Rabbit are good. Um, Do you know what it yeah, is? I think that I've always though... just, I just have a, oh, sorry. Um, no, no, go. Yes. Yeah, I think. No, we're away. I think it's just like with music, I just, I've always had like a huge diversity. Like, and I've been actually listening to a lot of trad recently, a lot, a lot of trad. Um, and there was one tune I've been listening to like religiously at the moment. It's like this girl called Lisa Canny. She's like a harpist and like a banjo player. And it's like oh, she's infusing kind of like um, kind of pop, hip hop kind of music. Um, but it's really good. It's called like Come By Me. It's And I think they're called Mom and the Rebels. Um, but yeah, it's really, really good. I have to give yeah. that a look. I do love um, the harp. Do check it out. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Um, but yeah, are you listening to anything good at the moment? Um, I've had Charlie XCX on repeat, but that's not there's nothing new there. Um, but listen to like I at the moment I'm going through like a very it's it's funny um, I go through phases of absolutely being obsessed with like heavy metal and then it'll yeah. stop and it'll go to like the most pop thing in the world and then that will stop and mm. then it'll go to heavy metal again so at the moment yeah. I just ordered a load of vinyls from there's this company in Germany called Evil Greed who do all these kind of like um, vinyls for for like black metal bands or death metal bands so listen to Liter- Liturgy Death Heaven and RNZ Pazuzu they're Ooh. the three the three main ones yeah nice but but it's yeah. funny like I, I go through stages of absolutely adoring heavy metal and then two but that it'll just I'll just wake up one day going yeah this stuff is just noise <laughs> or whatever and for whatever reason I'm, just the same, go on to I'm yeah I'm the exact same like I listen I'd listen to like a lot of indie I actually do love he- heavy metal I used to listen to a band called anti-flag quite a lot i don't know oh, if you've heard yeah. of them anti-flag yeah, yeah yeah i've seen them before good. yeah i saw them in saw them at yeah. download festival they are good yeah yeah they're good live yeah i love nirvana i'm do you know what i'm a big nickelback fan but like that's oh. probably like <laughs> so yeah see whenever i say that people are like oh right <laughs> there's you know what's funny there's people. a fr- like, there's a there's a friend of mine who loves Nickelback and we give him stick for it all the time, even though all of us are just like, we don't have a problem with Nickelback, but it's just funny just yeah, to yeah. make him think that. Just it to is, think that I have I think, no issue with Nickelback. Like Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it's because people have always like are like, Oh, it's why would you listen to Nickelback? Just, and I was for like, For whatever so reason, good. just Chad 
Yeah, for whatever reason, just Chad Kruger just seems like this easy target for people to go against. And I, I'm just like, I don't, I never really got it now, to be yeah. honest. People just like to, I think Imagine Dragons are taking that though soon at the moment. They seem to be, they Imagine. get a lot of hate on Reddit. Like, Do they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, but heavy, I it's, it's, it's metalhead elitist people who think the only music to listen to is death metal. Really hate Imagine mm. Dragons. Yeah. Unfortunately, that Imagine is part Dragons of the scene. Are- they're definitely a band that I haven't listened to now in a while, but I did like them for, they had like a good few good hits, but they I think I transition hits, into, yeah. yeah, I think I always go back to so much old stuff. Like, you know, I love Rory, Rory Gallagher growing up. Like, I think he's just like out of this, John Mayer is another one. I love guitarists like Eric Clapton, you know, all the kind of main, you know, bluesy kind of guitarists. Like I used to listen yeah. to like when we were growing up a lot of like Fats Domino and Chuck Berry and like the likes of that. Oh, wow. yeah. I love Gregory, love soul kind of stuff. Like Gregory Porter is a great artist. If anyone hasn't checked him out, they should definitely <laughs> check him out. He's brilliant. It was funny actually at the beginning of, um, see, now I'm going to lose music, major music uh, brownie points here, but um, <laughs> I never really listened to Jimi Hendrix at all. Mainly because my mom, when oh. I was growing up, always used to say he was shite. Um, she just hates oh. him. I know it's like pure blasphemy. <laughs> it's pure blasphemy. But um, and I just it was just one of these artists that just went right by me. I never really, never really mm. heard him for ages. And then when I finally got a record player, my friend um, was just my friend Zach was just like, you just have to get Electric Ladyland on on vinyl and listen mm. to it from start to finish. And, and he goes, just listen to it in one sitting. I was like, where has this been my whole life? This is incredible. I was raging. Like, (laughs) I'm 26 years of age and only started getting into Jimi Hendrix recently. I'm just like, oh, this is so, and I was so disgusted with myself as well. Like, I was like, well, no, I know. Yeah, being a bit over harsh, but. (laughs) No, but no, honestly, because I think you're just like heavily influenced by like what you listen to, you know, like. Yeah. Um. Like I was used to listen to Dubliners, like Luke Kelly was like always on repeat in her house, like John Denver, like, you know, see country trad, like, you know, there was, there was a complete mix completely. John Denver was the first artist to learn how to play on guitar. Was it leaving on a jet plane? I think was the one. That yeah. Really he had some nice songs. Yeah. Yeah. I was just amazed that he so actually many. died in a plane crash. He's an amazing song. Yeah. He's an amazing songwriter. Amazing songs, yeah. Bob Dylan was another one who was religiously on in our household. Leonard Cohen, I've actually started listening to him a lot recently as well. And yeah, my dad um, is on a Leonard Cohen buzz at the moment. Again, it's one of these art. Dad yeah. has these artists that just dip in and out at like um. The, the, <gasps> he, he went he went through a period of listening to Coolio all the time, which I'm glad is is over. No <laughs> every time way. you go into every time, <laughs> no joke. Every time you go into the sitting room. He'd be sitting on the couch and it would be Gangster's Paradise again. And he just, and he would turn to that him and go, Michelle? Because that's Michelle Pfeiffer in that music video. And it's like, you've, this is the 200th time you've watched that this week. Um, he yeah. sounds a bit like me. Like I'm the same. I literally <laughs> just go through phases. I think um, that War and Drug song, Pain, I literally, I probably upped their like Spotify. Like I probably upped their like pay, like because I was just like constantly had it on replay, replay, replay. Like, you know, and I definitely, I go through absolute phases like of listening to songs um, completely. And War and Drugs, I was like an absolute, I still am. Like I was fascinated by them for for a long, long time. Um, And that song, Pain constant like you know, I was telling everyone about it I was like sending it to everyone I was like oh my god you check this song out they're like you're pretty sure sh- I'm pretty sure you've sent that to me already like I was like oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm their biggest fan 
<laughs> out of a, yeah um well i guess like um i suppose we've nearly been chatting for an hour now um i just want to say like seriously thank you so much for coming on the podcast and being my second guest it's been brilliant um that was good of, like seriously thank you so much uh i guess we'll leave thank it there you. so like oh wait really sorry before it. we go actually where can people check out your music um so all social media handles like Instagram is Janella Music, my Twitter is Janella Music, then Facebook is Janella. Um, so if you would like, would be great if you could follow um those pages. And then um my music's on Spotify, iTunes, Bandcamp. My EP is just on Bandcamp. I also have a SoundCloud that I like throw stuff up up on as well. And I'm gonna use that a lot more as well because I absolutely love SoundCloud and I love finding out you know other music as well I think it's a great um resource to have and then YouTube as well um so I have like lipstick queen music video up there and some like live sessions and I'm uh, I've kind of just changed my channel recently like I had another channel and now I'm actually just like kind of revamping this new one now so I'm just putting up you know kind of more um professional kind of videos but I'm gonna start putting up like you know just kind of live bedroom sessions and stuff like that and things like that oh so wow oh, that'd be cool try, yeah you know keep yeah keep going with that um so yeah all the music kind of platforms and then I suppose just uh my new tune coming out um on the 13th March I keep 13th. saying this keep thinking the 16th March the 13th yeah so <laughs> um <laughs> at some stage I'll be putting up a pre-save link for that so yeah I appreciate it fantastic stuff people could follow me um and just <laughs> yeah send me a message and chat to me because I'm always up for like sending people music or chatting about music so yeah I think it's good to like connect with other folk to know the same interests oh yeah and for stuff, sure like, yeah. so yeah alright Jen well thank you so much 